Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Northfield Radio Program. I am so excited that you're here with us today. I'm your host, Caleb Gordon. As always, I want to say thank you to our friends at Outpost Coffee for providing us with amazing caffeinated beverages. Check these guys out at outpostcoffeeco.com. So on today's program, I have my friend Clay Fielder come on. and We talk about men's ministry. We talk about the idea of a transformed heart. Men who have transformed hearts transform their communities. And so we just sit down and have a conversation about the state of manhood and how the gospel can penetrate those spaces and change the world through a godly man. So I pray that the conversation that we have today encourages you and challenges you. So here we go. Welcome to the Northfield Nation, Clay Fielder. How are you doing, my friend? I'm good, buddy. Good. I'm glad you're here today. I appreciate you asking me to uh, come on this this evening. We've been we've been trying to set this up for a hot minute. It's been several it's been, weeks. All of I our put schedules. it off a little bit. <laughs> Things have come up, but all of our schedules have been nuts. You, uh, like when your schedule lined up, mine didn't, and when yours did line up, then you got sick, and then yeah. holidays and. How, speaking of, how was Christmas and New Year's? Christmas and New Year's was good. Uh, Did you go to town? Or stick close? We stayed around here. We went. Maybe too. My brother lives in Bentonville, Arkansas, and we went over and visited his family the weekend before, and yep. then all of our family more or less lives in this area. So I love Bentonville, that area. Oh, it's fun. I absolutely love Rogers and Bentonville, that whole area. We go over there. My wife and I go over there a couple times a year, and... I love that big outdoor, in Rogers, they got that big, huge outdoor mall. Yes. Yeah. We found this tea shop that's literally over in this, it was a random weird tea shop, and we found it, and we loved it, and like, we go all the time. That's and then, cool. like, right across is Cabela's. <laughs> so, like, yay! You can't go wrong <laughs> can't with Cabela's. Go, you can't go wrong with Cabela's. So, okay. But that was, and then New Year's, we spent on the couch together. Yeah. Uh, neither one of us were up to par for doing anything other than that and an awesome evening we enjoyed just uh, my wife and i yep we went over to for a little bit we went to my brother-in-law's house matt and rachel's mm-hmm. and hung out and played I, I was introduced to skip bow yes which is a fun little car i didn't know wonderful that, game didn't know what that was and now i'm like a huge fan of it like we've played it a couple times since then i just love it skip bow is a good time it's a good time um sorry right, so tell people who are listening to the show or the podcast um, who Clay Fielder is. All right, I was, uh, I was born and raised in Bartlesville. Barshan. Um, Barshan. Um, I went through school here and graduated from the high school. What year did you graduate? 1994. Dang, you're old, bro. I am. I am old. Getting older <laughs> every day. Um, left and went to Ozark Christian College for a semester. Okay. Right out of high school, fall of 1994. <clears throat> yep. Um, I am a mama's boy and decided after uh, a semester of college to come back and ended up going to Rogers State College um, and then met my wife in uh, the March of 1996 and we ended up. Uh, getting married in August of 97. and I'm so, still in high school in 97. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that says a little bit of that age difference. I'm, um, I'm graduating in 98, so we're only we're, what, four years apart in, age yeah. or in terms of school. And we got married really young, uh, but 
it's gone well and I don't necessarily think that that's like there's there's this consensus or this the idea that getting married young is a bad thing I, I mean there I guess there's I guess it's case by case but I look at people like my grandparents like my grandma and my grandpa my mom's mom and dad they were super young and they they knew that their mom and dad would have no part of it so they skipped out and went to Sedan Kansas. <laughs> Got hit. They eloped in Sedan, Kansas. <laughs> nice. And like called me like, hey, just want you guys to know we got married. And hung up. <laughs> so I mean, and they were married till my grandpa died of lung cancer. So I was just like, I, I think I saw, I've, I've seen so many stories about people who get married young. Yeah. And it's not a, I don't, I don't know. I well, just, I had found a, a girl that um, was happy with me and I wasn't going to let that slip. Right. That's yeah. good. We so we're going. Um, we're in our twenty-second year of marriage, and congratulations. Man. We've got two children. I have a daughter that will graduate this year, Jade, that's seventeen, and then my son Bryce is fifteen. And yeah. uh, they mean the world to both of us. And uh, but teenage years are a blast. Yeah, man, I, I I've gotten to where we've got three teenagers in the house, and I love. Like, I think I have more fun now. I mean, I, I, I love three, four, and five, that, that age. Right. But, man, I'm having a blast with, I mean, even though, like, they're doing their own things and going different places, when we're hanging out, I mean, my boys and I are constantly jabbing and messing with each other, and I love it. So, Just good. letting them learn and explore life is, mm -hmm. is tough as a parent, and we're, we're hit with that quite often, but... Do you think okay, so? I think it's interesting because now that I my I think my dad's the smartest human being in the world. Now. Oh yeah, because I there was a season in my life where I thought he was dumb. So I'm like, <laughs> I, you know, when I was 16, 17, 18, 19 years old, I thought my dad was crazy. He did uh, he what do you, you don't know what you're talking about? But now I look at my kids and I'm like, okay, and I'm trying to do an even better job than my dad did of trying to navigate. Hey, I see where this potentially is going to go. Right. And if you if you keep you know if you go that way. And trying to explain it to your kids from a perspective of, okay, I don't hate you, like I really do love you and I care about you, but I don't want you to burn, you know, I don't want you to plant Passion your burn. Yeah. yeah, I don't yeah. want you to plant your face in the ground. <clears throat> yes. And so I just, I don't know, that's a difficult one to try to do well. <laughs> Appreciation of how I grew up is an understatement. When I look back and think of how great my folks were to me yeah. even when I acted like you're talking about. Oh, yeah, I did too. And, I was crazy. Uh, and my brother was did crazy. stupid things, put them through. I'm sure I stressed both mom and dad out mm -hmm. to no end, but uh, to this day, um, they're the greatest people in my life. Mm -hmm. and, uh, it's, it's nice once you get past that age of where you're being parented, when your parent is the person that you most look up to and, yeah. and your friendship is so strong with them and and I have a great relationship with both of my parents and I'm very happy because of that. It's but. really it's really good. It's awesome. All right, so in my monologue that I started the show with, uh wanted to talk about men's ministry. You and I, that's how sort of, sort of kind of we got connected in. Right. Uh was was I was involved with men's ministry. You're involved with men's ministry, <clears throat> and we, you know, we were doing a couple things together. We, we, you and I actually started the Bible study for guys. I mean, that's been 
going on what the fourth year, third fourth, or fourth this year. This is fourth year. Yes, yeah, year four. Uh, we just we, we originally started just in the fall, mm-hmm. and and people were like, "Hey, can we keep going after the fall?" I'm like, "Yeah, I guess we yeah sure. We'll just keep we'll keep going," and it, it's just it's gone really well. Um, to get to get a man engaged in something that's other than let's say sports, um, hunting, fishing, um, involved in church and and make it a desire to be there. Uh, that to me is so important. Um, it's there's a lot of a lot of women in our world that that wake up, they get their children dressed, they get them ready, and uh, whether it's for school during the week or uh, specifically with, with church. I mean, we're talking about uh, a person's faith. And if you can get the, the man engaged, it makes life a whole lot easier really on the does. whole family. Yeah. And I think that a, a wife longs to have a husband that has a heart for God. And that's what's been so great for me with this ministry is we come together, we... we meet up even once a month but we still we still connect yeah um, it, it's for a brief time but but it's nothing but a, a room full of men that's hearts want to grow closer to god yeah and that's I, you you mentioned some you mentioned a couple things that I, I, I i'm trying to click back here why is it i mean i, I don't know men love sports we really do mm-hmm. um and i think sometimes to a detriment of our, to our own well-being. Yes. I, mean, I just, I just got the ESPN's package with Disney Plus, and I'm ner- like my sons, and I'm like, okay, we're gonna end like this year. I'm a 49ers fan, and they could potentially go to the Super Bowl, and I never, like, I don't care. I typically don't care about that kind of stuff, but this year I'm sort of kind of like, I'm sort of gonna want to watch. <laughs> yes. like, I, I don't know, I, and I'm just, I just, I don't know because we. We're so, we're such a saturated culture, and we worship the ball. Yeah, like there are parents in this very town who chuck out thousands and thousands of dollars for their kids to be on a team, and they're like 14, 15, 16 years old. Yeah, and I'm like, and I don't necessarily, I don't think it's a bad thing. I just, I just don't. But I, I'm like the priorities that that presents in that. I don't know that put that you're put into. There's, there's there's two ways I guess of looking at that, and uh, I'm a sports guy. I, yeah. I matter of fact, baseball was. I always dreamed as a kid I wanted to be a major league baseball player. Yeah. Um, and idolized several. By the uh, way, your players. your your ability to hit the ball. We played softball this this spring. You're a you're ridiculous. So shut. Don't like that's like it's luck. Every time I swing that ball, <laughs> you hit just that hits ball. the bat perfect. You hit that it's ball. Not clay. I was like, it's not clay. <laughs> but so, with that being said, um, I enjoyed coaching both my kids in in sports. But this this past year, I was able to coach my son for the last time in fourteen and under mm-hmm. boys baseball and. One of the things that we decided early on was that we were gonna we were gonna open with prayer before we ever took the field, and it, it changed at least changed my attitude <coughs> for the most part with the game. Yeah. But 
I, I give a lot of credit to baseball, and even though it takes away sometimes from people's time, and that that's the whole reason our family got pulled back into church, more or less. And I'm, I'm grateful for that. I had a, a coach that cared. Um, he was the minister at our church, and he uh, he didn't... He didn't hold back. He was not ashamed to to let people know that he was the minister and and he was proud of of his church and invited yeah. us to take part in it. And it ultimately uh, is what grabbed onto me. Sure. And through VBS and everything else, we got active and. So let's, let me get it straight. So when that when this minister, who was playing sports with you, playing ball. No, he was my coach um, at the time. His son and I were were on the same team, became good friends, and um, his his willingness to his willingness to to just open up an invitation uh, to our whole ball team to come to a VBS one summer is what what really got my life started. I could say in and knowing what church was and yeah. and the importance of being there together with with people. How old are you, how old are you when that happened? 9 years old. Yeah. Wow. Just a few years ago. Yeah. Not that long. A couple days. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, go ahead. No, you you're up. So uh, I was trying to find there's some stats. I can't ever I've lost it, but there's the if Father, I can't remember what what the stat is. If if dads are 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 saved, the family is like it, it's like in the eighty percentile <clears throat> more likely to be saved. And it says if the moms get saved, the kids are like I think it's it's a small percentage likely right. to get saved. But if dad gets saved, <clears throat> it's a it's just a huge spike in the percentage of because regardless of what the culture teaches regardless of what it says we are as men to lead love and protect the communities we are in and that and that and that community as a father and a husband starts in, in the, the home house, right here yes. right here in the house <clears throat> and if you, and in that and that's supposed to trickle down into other places the church the business world all those other places and i just i i don't know i just I see even Christian men who are so obsessed with hunting, who are obsessed with sports. And, and like I said, these are not bad things. I'm not, don't, right. don't hear right. me say, oh, Caleb's dogging on these things. Because I'm not. Like, I'm not anti-hunting. I'm not anti-sports. I'm pro all those things. But I'm, I'm really, really pro-Jesus. And so I just, I, I just, my fear is I think that there's going to come a day when so many of these men who loved these things are going to wish they had spent more time investing in their faith, investing in their kids' faith. And it's, I don't know, it's, to me, I, I'm I'm nervous. I, that's, I guess that's why I do what I do, because I want to try to, I want to, I don't want to be the guy that motivates. I want to be the guy that points them to the God who motivates. Right. Because if I can talk you into something, somebody that's smarter than me can talk you out of it. But if Jesus can talk you into something, then nobody can talk. I mean, it's your end. <laughs> I think the the one thing that I have tried to, with example, 
if we can if we can incorporate <clears throat> our faith into everything we do, and I know that that's tough because a lot of times um, I'll get mad, I'll get upset, I'll say the wrong thing, and I'm like, man, did I just destroy my faith? But when it comes to like sports and stuff, um, we can we can bring God into that scenario. We we've been lucky enough over the years to make some great friendships through softball. Yeah. Um, whether it's on my own team or the rivalry amongst teams, and I I always enjoy our church league softball. Oh, I do too. Because we go out and we can rag on each other from across the dugouts. We can. <laughs> Which Somebody misses a pop fly or, or swings and whiffs at a ball, and you yep. know they're they're not going to live it down because it's gonna you're gonna ride them. Or the the year that my team was the team that lost every game, and then and then we played you guys. Yeah, that were the undefeated team, and we beat you all. That was just yes. like, how do we do this? And and I I left that <laughs> night not hating life because that happened because it was humbling. I was um, hilarious. I, and, I laughed so hard. And it was, in all honesty, it was kind of great because yeah. it was like, you know what? We could have a perfect season, but seeing, and it was, there's that little plaque behind the joy, mm-hmm. seeing the joy on your team's uh, yeah. faces. Oh, I, it, it was it was crazy. It was great. It really was. Being on the losing end of that, it wasn't quite as good, but right. <clears throat> it it's fun. And and I, well, I think there's a guy named Paul Tripp, and he's he's got um, I think it's Paul Tripp, either or CJ Mahaney. I can't remember which one of it is. One of the two uh, that has a says don't waste your sports. Uh, like pull, I guess it's sort of kind of a pull on John Piper's don't waste your life, right? But don't waste your sports, and how you can how sports can be a mechanism <clears throat> that that we can use as Christians to engage other men, right? And to engage families um, we can use I mean it could be used as a tool right and I just I think that that uh, that so often we have good intentions but there's so many people that just we, like you and I were talking before we're, we're we're terrified that we're gonna offend somebody yeah like we're absolutely we live in a culture where like if we say something or do something we're gonna be like, man, how? What are people gonna think? How, I mean, how's that gonna come off and play? You know, there are, we'll be typing something on. I don't know that this is me. Sometimes I'm, maybe you're the same way. You'll be typing something on social media, and you'll be like, oh, backspace, backspace, backspace. I don't know if I want to do that. Delete, 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 delete. I don't know if I should say this. Who am I gonna offend? Right. Um, like, I, I have a really st- strong stance on abortion. Like, mm-hmm. I just like I am. I'm actually to the point where I'm. A, I want to abolish. I want. To, I would love to see abortion abolished. Right. Um, and there are people that are in my life that I interact with um, who have asked me, "Why do you have such a strong stance?" And I'm like, "Because well, I believe it's murder." And they're like, "That's offensive." I'm like, "Well, murder is offensive." Right. <laughs> and so, and you know, and I, you know, I even found myself because I, they follow me on Facebook thinking, "Should I?" post this or is this going to be offensive or am I going to hurt somebody's feelings and we're just terrified to, that we're going to hurt someone's feelings to the point where I think we're neutered we like back as off men, we're, stance. we're back we back off and like that's control when someone can control your thoughts and your speech to the point where you're afraid to say something about what's right you know holiness righteousness 
if you can if you can do that they they own you right and i don't know man i, I just what do we do as as christian men how do we how do we stand up and say okay i not i don't care one of the things that comes to mind is being unified <clears throat> and i think that's probably one of the coolest things that i see in the in the coffee house worship mm-hmm. um, we come in there we're unified for the gospel we're unified for the word yep. um, we open it up and you see the engagement that's there yeah and uh, starts with a few songs um, and gets us in the in the mood more or less and and then you dive into the word and I think any more as as believers we're fed something, but we don't necessarily go and and test it for ourselves. Sure. Word. I I bought a one of my purchases recently from Amazon was a brand new life study Bible. Cool. And and I bought it because yes, I can pull out my phone, I can I can scroll, I can skip to a verse I want to, but there's something about having absolutely the actual Word of God. On paper, in print, right in front of you, and I agree, hundred uh, percent. My job, I I can't do my job without having a set of prints in front of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do land surveying, and typically it's reading, reading the the drawings and knowing what the drawings say. Mm-hmm. When you lay that blueprint out there, and it it shows you what you're supposed to do. Well, the Bible is our blueprint. Right. You open that word, you. And I don't know about you, but I can open up the Bible randomly, and for some reason, that scripture at that moment talks to me or Absolutely. or helps me in what I'm doing. And recently, I I just decided I'm I'm gonna dive into the Word more. I'm gonna do a little bit better job. Um, not perfect with it. Neither am um, I. So. I I can read and I can read right. and I might catch maybe. The thes, but, um, but the word of God, it, the Bible itself, the the text, means so much, mm-hmm. and I think we take that for granted. Um, this is the, this Bible's been, this word has been tested. It it's has. Been, yeah. It's been tried, and it's always come out truth. It always, it, it, and, it always does. It comes back. All the people that try to disprove it, I think of. Um, all the famous atheists, you know, even C.S. Lewis. C.S. Lewis was adamantly against God. J.R. Tolkien argued theology with him, and, and they, he was radically saved. Um, yeah. Lee Strobel. I think all these guys that that were atheists at one point. Um, Josh McDowell, one of the most our modern day apologists. Mm-hmm. Um, that that was his his goal in college. He was going to write a paper to destroy Christianity. He was going to be the guy that took down Christianity. And the more he studied, the more he realized, oh, this thing's real. Right. It's right. Yeah. And I just I don't know, man. I just I look at the stance, and how do we how do we how do we? And I I know that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So I guess that that's the answer. The answer is faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But man, I just my heart aches for guys that I want to see them saved. I want to see them 
have a even Christian men have a deeper understanding of the scriptures. I I think if if we as men sat back and looked at at what Christ wants for us, he he wants our lives to run smoother. Mm-hmm. And the more we're engaged, the more we're into the Word, it truly runs smoother. The things that typically would would get us and beat us down are not are not as uh, we're not apt to to let that stuff get to us as much if if we know yep. that that there's something positive waiting for us mm-hmm. and that's the the main word to to our brothers is the the scripture reads in a sense to make us live an easier life live a better life sure We'll abide by what what God says, what what Scripture reads. Yeah, if we, we're called. I mean, we're called as Christians to to walk in the Spirit, to abide in Him. John fifteen fourteen and fifteen, where He talks about abiding in the vine. The branches can't do anything apart from the vine. And I think a lot of times we try to do our own thing, and it just I don't know. In, in in America, it's easy to sometimes have perceived success. Mm-hmm. We have this perception that we're that we're doing well, and we we don't have any. I guess there's no accountability unless we want it, and we say we want it, but then when we get it, <laughs> we get we get t- angry, we get Christ. mad. Yes. We're like, "How dare you? Yeah. You get how- don't call me out. Do you know what you did? Yeah, you're you're a bigger sinner than I am." <laughs> Well, duh. Yeah, I am. I'm just as big a sinner as you. But you specifically ask to be held accountable. And so I think that a lot of guys I know that have stopped asking, that it was a big deal for a while, was, hey, I want you to be my accountability partner. And then guys started holding guys accountable, and then they just arrived. Mm. And the guys that I know that have regular accountability, regular time where they're with other men, holding them accountable for their you know, their marriage, their um, fathering, all those things. Right. They have a better success rate at just living and walking this thing out because you've got a brother beside you. I you know, as Psalm says, iron sharpens iron. But as we get together and we and we visit, I specifically in in a men's class that we have at, at our church, um you sit you visit with people, you find out how much you have in common, mm-hmm. how much of the same problems you struggle as the next guy, yep. uh, the same the same sin that that tempts me, tempts them, and you start getting this out, you start talking about it, and before long you're you're excited to to attack that and try to make changes because you know your brother's doing the same thing. Yep. And and as he's doing it, you're there to pat him on the back or or give him a high five or just tell him that you love him, which isn't very common anymore. No, it's not. Uh, it, when I do that, I, I'm, I'm, I'm the regular guy that says, hey, I love you to people. Right. And there are people that they look at me like a calf and they're like, what did you just, why did you say that? What? what? And I, I just think that that is a... I don't know. I, I think if more guys spent time having those kind of deep relationships... Well, that, that makes you soft, Caleb, and soft isn't good for a man. Oh, yeah, we can't be soft. No, 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 no. But I, 
I grew up very lucky. My parents told me all the time how much they loved me. Mm-hmm. And me too. I have a brother that loves me. Yeah, and I love him. And I want I want the people that are around me that are close, I want them to know I love them. Yep. And I'm going to tell them. And it's a... To me, it's a, a witness of of God's love when we share that love with one another. Absolutely. And I uh, I enjoy it's because of people like you. Um, <laughs> I have become uh, more open with sharing my faith with people that are just complete strangers. I I don't. My wife, had, if she was in this room right now, she'd say, "Well, Clay doesn't know how to meet a stranger because there are none." Well, and, the same way, my, my <clears throat> wife would say yes and amen. To that. And sometimes it's embarrassing. Sometimes I <laughs> yeah. walk up to a person thinking I know them, and I really don't. But um, I play it off pretty well. Yep. But uh, but that's the you you learn about people yeah. you and especially in this men's class, I I wouldn't know if so-and-so's hurting what what one person may be going through but the cool part about it is when i leave there that evening i know that i've got one more person that i can pray for one more person that i can lift up and all in all i just i'm very appreciative of of what we have going i am too i am too and man i'm looking at our time we're already at point to be done. I hate this because I've got I've got a All small right, window. So, so guys, part two will be coming soon. Yes, and we'll pick up with some really good meat. And I like that. We'll do that. Would you dismiss uh, us in prayer? Yes, I will. Okay. God, we just thank you for this evening, Lord. I thank you for Caleb, uh, his willingness to share you with those that he meets. I pray that you're with each one of us, with our families, God. I ask that you protect them. Lord, I ask that you're with anyone who's listening to this podcast, God, that you would just be with them. Um, Help them in in the struggle they may be having. Help them to turn to you for the strength they need. Lord, we love you and we thank you. In your son's name I pray. Amen. Amen. This program has been brought to you by DSR, a technology company that has been investing in Bartles of a Families for over 35 years. DSR, we deliver technology.